I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chris Avina with American Outdoor News, and today we have a very special guest. We have the Arizona senatorial candidate, Justin Olson. He served on the Arizona Assembly for over a decade. He was the former CFO on Turning Point USA. Justin, thank you so much for coming on. Well, Chris, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. I look forward to having the conversation about what we can do to save our country. Well, you know, I'm going to jump right into... Uh, very topical uh, and and glaring uh, topics. Uh, the Arizona Attorney General recently declared the borders um, an invasion. Uh, what do we need to do to to stop this? And basically, uh, what kind of dangers has the Biden administration and your uh, incumbent Mark Kelly put not only the Arizona uh, public but the American public in, in danger. What if they, you know, how can we uh, circumvent this? Yeah, they absolutely have put the American public in danger and it is an invasion and we've got to change course. You know, it, it's so frustrating to me to see that the Biden administration came into office and immediately reversed course on policies that were so effective at creating operational security, operational control, of our borders. You know, under President Trump, we had the Remain in Mexico policy. President Biden took office and he repealed that. He stopped funding the, or stopped construction of the border wall. Materials had already been purchased. He let them squander in the desert. And he sent a clear message to the drug cartels and to all immigrants who are seeking illegal entry into the United States. So the borders are effectively open. And what have we seen? Well, we've seen absolute chaos. We've seen a tremendous influx and the number of illegal crossings, uh, border patrol arrests of criminal non-citizens are up 341% under the Biden administration's first year in office. I mean, this is absolutely dangerous for American communities. We've got to change course. There are simple solutions that we can put in place that will protect yeah. Americans and will end this humanitarian crisis that's dangerous for American communities. 
Now, the the just in Arizona, I believe, 65,000 illegals were caught crossing the border. How many people got away that we didn't catch? Exactly. How many people got away? You know, and, and the reason why they're coming across the border is because of these failed policies of the Biden administration. You know, and, and it's something that's, like I said, it's dangerous for American communities, but it's also a humanitarian crisis. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll address both of those. It's dangerous to American communities because of this influx of the criminal element that's coming across that's seeking to do harm within the United States. It's also dangerous because it's created cover for the drug cartels. Mm -hmm. Because of this chaos that's taking place at the border, the drug cartels have been emboldened. They've been able to increase the amount of drugs that they're trafficking across the border. They've been able to increase the human trafficking that's taking place. You know, the Border Patrol actually saw a 134% increase in the amount of fentanyl that's coming across our border. Now, this is a dangerous substance that's killing Americans. And it's because of this chaos at the border that the drug cartels are able to increase the amount that they're trafficking into our communities. We've got to put a stop to it. Well, the thousands of pounds of fentanyl that have come across the border, uh, it only takes grams for it to be a fatal dose for people. Now, that's an incredible amount. That I mean, that could literally wipe out our entire population with the amount that has come over. No, you're absolutely right. I was talking to first responders, police officers who had made stops, traffic stops, and they're investigating and they saw a lot of little vials. They opened it up to inspect and see what was inside. And just the aerosols from this fentanyl was enough to cause this first responder to overdose and he passed out. Fortunately, the, uh, his partner uh, of necessity is carrying the, the appropriate responses and applied the appropriate first aid treatment and, and uh -huh. able to recover. You know, but that's how seriously dangerous these substances are. And these are coming into our communities because of this chaos at the border. You know, so we've got to we've got to put a stop to it. You know, and, and it's, it's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. You know, we just we need to we need to finish the wall. We need to reinstate the Remain in Mexico policy. I mean, President Trump demonstrated that this Remain in Mexico policy for asylum seekers was tremendously successful. It took away that draw that folks were using to abuse that asylum process mm -hmm. to gain entry into the United States. Then they wouldn't even show up for their asylum processes uh, at the court hearings because they already got what they were after, entry into the United States. We've got to reinstate that Remain in Mexico policy, finish the wall, properly fund the Border Patrol, and we've got to put in place an e-verify requirement for all employers so that we can put a stop to that draw of illegal immigration, and then the Border Patrol would not be overwhelmed and they would be able to focus on that criminal element that's yep. coming across to do harm to American communities. Well, it's a, not just the drug trafficking and the uh, the guns, the human trafficking. It's the fact that people are coming across our border um, with COVID, untested, uh, not just for um, COVID, but measles, mumps, and everything else that we're um, you know uh, vaccinated for. Uh, they're also putting our public in danger. Well, and that's what's so hypocritical about the Biden administration. You know, if you come across the border at a legal port of entry, not only do you have to show a passport, you've got to show vaccination uh, papers. You've got to show your vaccine passport, you know, and, and, and yet if you come across illegally, uh, then you're not asked at any point when you're uh, in the uh, jurisdiction of the federal government about your vaccination status, you know, and so 
This is something that is just another example of the hypocrisy of the left. Uh, we've got to put a stop to it. We've got to end this humanitarian crisis because not only is it dangerous for American communities, it's dangerous for the immigrants themselves. I mean, they're put in inhumane conditions. They're subject to abuse by the, the cartels. They're, they're, they're forced to be mules in trafficking of these illegal substances that are killing Americans. We've got to put a stop to it. I mean, it, it breaks my heart to see these infants being dropped over the border wall and abandoned by smugglers in the desert. Now, this should not be happening in the United States of America. We can put a stop to it, and we must, to protect everybody involved, to protect American communities, and to protect the immigrants themselves who are being enticed to put themselves in harm's way. As a, now, I know we discussed this earlier. Do you feel that the cartels are in charge of the border, or are we running the border? Who's in charge here? You know, the, the problem is, is that nobody right now is in charge, and that's because of a deliberate design by the radical left that's in charge of our country right now, that, uh, that Joe Biden is, is listening to. Uh, the radical left has taken over Washington, D.C. They've taken over control of the administration. They've taken over the Congress. Yep. And folks like Mark Kelly are uh, doing their, their bidding. They are a rubber stamp for the radical left. And so that's that's the problem is that nobody's in control of the border right now. And so it's left to yeah. folks like the drug cartels to run amok. You know, the yeah. border patrol is completely overwhelmed. We've seen a 341% increase in criminal arrests at the border. This increase in this traffic that's coming across the border is making it impossible for the border patrol to be able to properly manage Mm -hmm. This criminal element that's coming across the border and it's empowered the drug cartels. We've got to put a stop to it. Those numbers are staggering. Now, uh, this is just breaking news today that uh, people fleeing the Ukraine, Americans that are working there, work visas, uh, 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 governmental um, employees, in order for them to flee to the American embassy in Poland, they have to show ID. They got to show a negative COVID test and they got to show a vaccine card. So an American seeking safety can't be safe unless they have a vaccine card. What if you don't want the vaccine? Right. It's so upsetting and, and so hypocritical. You know, I, I mean, the Biden administration is more concerned about the border between Ukraine and Russia than he is about the border of the United States of America. It's absolutely wrong. I mean, he can't even be troubled can't even be bothered to come down and see what's taking place on America's border because he knows that he'll see that this is something that is harmful. It's harmful to everybody involved. You know, Kamala Harris says that she's going to solve the problem at the southern border. Well, you know, she's done nothing to solve the problem. The solutions are simple. President Trump demonstrated them, as we've mentioned, reinstate the remain in Mexico policy, finish the wall, properly fund the border patrol, put in place an E-Verify requirement. Has she done any of these? No, because they do not want to solve this problem. This is by design that they've opened our borders and they've subjected Americans and immigrants to harmful circumstances and it's got to stop. Now, um, I mean, you, you've seen a significant uptick in crime uh, in Arizona and across the nation. Just, 20, just in 2021, we saw 5.1 million new gun owners in this country. Is that because of the border crisis? Is it because of COVID? 
why why the sudden interest in in uh, new new gun owners in the U.S. Yeah, I think that folks recognize that there are real concerns. I think that there are recognize that there are concerns that the federal government might take away that ability for individuals to exercise their Second Amendment rights. And when they saw the the results of the election, they saw uh, the 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 radical left crying to defund the police, and they said, "Look." I've got to protect myself. I've got to protect my family. I'm going to exercise my Second Amendment right, which I am so thrilled that they are. You know, responsible gun owners are the best deterrent against crime and the best deterrent against the federal government running amok and trampling on our Constitution and our individual rights. That's why the Second Amendment was put there by our founding fathers to protect the American people from a tyrannical government. So absolutely, this is something to be celebrated that folks are responsibly going out and exercising their second amendment rights. And we've got to fight against the radical left that are trying to destroy our constitutional rights, our constitutional freedoms, and who are trying to defund the police and eliminate the ability of our communities to protect ourselves. You know, the funny thing is, you know, they're saying, you know, the legal gun owners uh, are a danger to society. Uh, just like last year, there's over 5.1 million new gun owners and there's millions more. If a legal gun owner was a danger to our society, they would know it. <laughs> That's the furthest thing from the truth. You're absolutely right. Now, the danger to our society is the radical left saying that we need to defund the police, you know, because of the Democrat communities, Democrat run communities, we've seen this uptick in violent crime. And, and it's absolutely devastating to see that folks have lost their lives. Yeah. Because of these policies that the radical left are implementing in communities across the country. You know, Tucson, a, a city here in Arizona that's run by Democrat, Democrat leadership, uh, saw a nearly 60% increase in homicides in the last two years. 33 additional folks lost their lives to murder because of this cry to defund the police that's emboldened criminals. You know, we need to be tough on crime. We need to ensure that we're protecting our communities, that we ensure law and order. That's what I stand for. That's what I stand for at the southern border. That's what I stand for in our communities. And that's what I'll stand for as a United States senator. Well, I mean, you, you have a proven track record. You're not an unknown coming into this. Uh, you've uh, been with the Arizona State Legislature for over a decade, um, and you've proven what you can do. What is the most um, gratifying uh, accomplishment that yeah, you uh, with as a state? No, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that question. You know, a lot of uh, accomplishments that I'm very proud to have played a part in achieving in my public service. Uh, certainly, you know, serving as the CFO for Turning Point USA, being in the trenches, teaching the rising generation to love our country, to fight, to protect and preserve the principles that it was founded on that made our country great. But in addition to serving uh, at that nonprofit organization, a leading organization in the conservative movement, I'm also very proud to have played a key role in public service. I was first elected to the state legislature in 2010. It was the year of the, the Tea Party. You remember Obama was in office. We had too big to fail. We had corporate bailouts and 
At the state level, we had an unprecedented budget crisis, a $3.6 billion deficit. And what did our state legislature do? Well, they passed a record property tax increase. They passed a record sales tax increase. They sold the state capital and debt financed it back for 20 years into the future just to pay the salaries and benefits of that fiscal year. You know, and I was just shaking my head and saying, look, this is wrong. You know, Americans and Arizonans particularly have been hit hard by the Great Recession. And the government should not be asking them to dig into their pockets deeper to pay more for their government, more of their hard-earned resources, particularly at a time when Americans and Arizonans were struggling. We had record levels of unemployment. Yeah. And so I was frustrated. I said, look, I'm going to run for the legislature. And I ran on a platform of saying, we've got to balance the budget. We've got to do it with no new debt, no new taxes, and no budget gimmicks. And I delivered on that promise. I became the budget leader in the House. I served hand in hand with the budget leader in the Senate. It was Andy Biggs at the time. Now he's the chairman of the Freedom Caucus in the House of Representatives in the U.S. Congress. And in my first term as the appropriations chairman, we passed my successful budget bills that passed the first structurally balanced budget that the state had seen in years. In addition, I passed successful legislation to cut income taxes, to get the government out of the way to allow the private sector to grow and to get Arizonans back to work. That's an accomplishment that I'm very proud of. Well, I know you're a financial guy. You know, you're you're a businessman. Uh, and Arizonans should be really looking at your financial record uh, to boost their economy. How are you going to make their economic life stronger. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've got an MBA in finance from a top rated MBA school, the university, excuse me, the uh, school of uh, um, WP Carey School of Business at the Arizona State University. And, uh, and I've served as a CFO for a national nonprofit, Turning Point USA, uh, and also served in the private sector and, and in the public sector, uh, where I focused on fiscal responsibility. And that's what I'll do is uh, United States senators, I'll focus on fiscal responsibility. That's how we grow our economy. We get the government out of the way. Mm -hmm. You know, we have runaway inflation right now. We have not seen this level of inflation since just short years after the Jimmy Carter era of stagflation. Huh. You know, we've got seven and a half percent inflation rates. It, it's evaporating our earnings and our wealth and our savings and our retirements. And we've got to change course. This runaway government spending leads to runaway inflation. It's not rocket science. And so we've got to balance our budget. We've got to stop the irresponsible spending. And then we've got to get the government out of the way so the private sector can grow. We've got to cut taxes. You know, I look forward to introducing a bill to eliminate the IRS. You know, the federal government shouldn't be involved in every aspect of our lives. Oh, we should that. eliminate the IRS and we should pass a bill that says in any session where the Congress fails to pass a balanced budget, the senators and the representatives will not get paid. We send you back there to do a job. If you can't do it, then you shouldn't get a salary. Yeah, you see, uh, you see that all the time. We're going to shut down the government. Well, you know what? It's us, the, the public, that's suffering, and they're still getting their check every week. Exactly. How does that work? You know, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's okay not for them that. to say we're going to shut down the government. They're still getting their 200 grand a year. Exactly. Yeah, we, they, we, they, we should not be paying our representatives and senators if they can't do one simple job of be proper stewards of our tax dollars to balance our budget. You know, we also should eliminate their ability to, 
to buy and sell single stocks. You know, the fact that we've got insider trading occurring uh, among our elected officials is absolutely wrong and it's got to be stopped. And yet Nancy Pelosi is defending their rights to buy and sell in individual stocks. We've got to go in a different direction. Nancy Pelosi has become a millionaire based yeah. on uh, her, her trading practices. You know, exactly. you, you don't make the, the money that she's making as a, as a, a congressperson and, and be a multimillionaire. How does, the math doesn't work. Right. No, you're absolutely right. We've got to put a stop to it. I mean, folks should not be serving in public office to enrich themselves. You know, and that's why it's so important that we send folks with a proven track record, you know, in the state legislature mm-hmm. and as a statewide elected official here in Arizona, I've served with the highest levels of ethics and integrity. You know, and that's why I won uh, election in a statewide race because of that proven track record. Not only have I served with the highest levels of ethics and integrity, I also cut income taxes. I defunded Planned Parenthood. I defunded Obamacare. I got an A rating from the National Rifle Association. I funded the Border Strike Force. I voted to ban ballot harvesting to protect the integrity of our elections. And that's what I'm running on. I'm taking that message to Arizona voters because Arizonans have been let down so many times from candidates who have said the right thing on the campaign trail, but then they get into office and they become part of the problem. That is, They know that is, with me um, that I don't just make promises, I keep them. Well, election integrity, voter ID, I, I think is so important. Uh, you need ID to buy liquor, to buy a house, to, to buy a car. Why, why shouldn't we require ID for the most important task in our, in our country? It's yeah. holding in our, our, our presidents, our senators, our local officials. Why shouldn't we need voter ID? No, you're absolutely right. We've got to ensure that our states have that ability to put in place voter ID requirements for every ballot that's cast. That's what I'm championing here in Arizona. You know, I, like I said, voted to ban ballot harvesting when I was in the state legislature. But do you know what happened? Well, folks broke that law and our government officials did not enforce it. We've got to enforce our laws and we've got to put in place some penalties, some enforcement mechanisms to prohibit the government officials from ignoring that law. Because what we saw in 2018 and in 2020 is folks dropping off crates full of ballots that they had harvested of these mail-in ballots at the polling places. And it cannot continue. We've got to ensure that we have secure elections. And that's why we need voter ID requirements for every ballot that's cast. If I show up at the polling places here in Arizona, which I do, I've got to show my ID. But folks that send in a mail, mail-in ballot do not have to show any form of identification. So we need that identification requirement for every ballot that's cast. And do you know what Mark Kelly did? Well, he voted to blow up the filibuster in the Senate in order to pass the Freedom to Cheat Act that would prohibit the states from having these voter ID requirements. You know, we've got to change course. We've got to put in place folks who respect the rule of law and who are going to stand for election integrity. And that's why I'm running to defeat Mark Kelly. With that in mind, Mark Kelly, is he a leader or a sheep just following the Democratic pack? You know, he's been a rubber stamp for the radical left. You know, folks here in Arizona are looking to, you know, Senator Kirsten Sinema and and thinking goodness that she's actually standing up against the radicals in her party. She voted against blowing up the filibuster. She uh, spoke out in opposition to the Build Back Better plan that would bankrupt our children's future. And yet Mark Kelly, 
has gone right along with everything that the radical left and Joe Biden has asked. He voted to blow up the filibuster. He was a supporter of the Build Back Bankrupt bill. And there's nothing that the radical left has asked for that he's not supported. He voted to allow schools to teach critical race theory. I mean, this is an offensive doctrine that tramples on the grave of Martin Luther King. You know, we should be looking upon the content of one's character, not teaching our children that everything that matters is the color of one's skin. It's absolutely wrong. And that's what he's done. He's been a rubber stamp for the radical left. We need an Arizona senator who respects the Constitution, who respects the rule of law, and who's going to stand for the conservative values that Arizonans hold dear. Well, it is refreshing to have a man with integrity actually running for office. And for the people who are actually voting, it is our obligation to, to question our elected officials. Absolutely. And, and, you know, put their hand to the fire and get the answers. Because if they're not willing to do the job that we elected them for, we need to replace them with somebody else. You're absolutely else. right. You're absolutely right. You know, for example, Mark Kelly voted against American workers and for the unconstitutional vaccine mandates. Mike Lee had a bill that would have defunded OSHA's ability to enforce Joe Biden's unconstitutional vaccine mandate. Mark Kelly voted against it. You know, as a statewide elected official here in Arizona, I ran a, a rule that would have prohibited and will continue to prohibit our corporations that are subject to our regulation from complying with this unconstitutional vaccine mandate. And I did that before the Supreme Court even ruled. I told the Biden administration and their unconstitutional vaccine mandate to pound sand. Here in Arizona, we stand with workers. We stand with individual responsibility and individual freedom. Well, uh, as uh, Joe Biden so eloquently said in uh, a factory full of workers, he doesn't work for us. Well, he does work for us. He does answer to us. And so does Mark Kelly. You're absolutely right. He should work for us. Unfortunately, he doesn't. He answers to the radical left. And that's why we need to throw them out. We need folks who are going to protect the Constitution. They're going to stand for individual freedoms and the principles that made our country great and are going to listen to the American people. Well, I thank you so much for everything that you do, uh, not just for Arizonans, but for the American public. Uh, it takes a special person to really uh, selflessly look out for other people's well-being. And I, we appreciate what you do. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's something that I feel driven to do. You know, I've got nine kids. I'm the father of five boys and four girls. And, you know, and I look to them and I think, what's the future going to be like that they're going to inherit? I'm reminded of what Ronald Reagan said, that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same or one day, we will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where men were free. You know, I want our children to inherit a strong and a free country. That's the future that I hope that all of our children and grandchildren will see, but we've got to fight for it. If we don't, we can lose it. Our country is on the brink. And that's why I'm charging up this hill so we can protect and preserve our constitution and pass on a strong and a free country to our kids and our grandkids. Well, Justin, I certainly appreciate you taking the time to speak to us today. And come November, make sure you go out and vote your conscience. Vote for what's right. Vote for the people that you know are going to represent uh, what you want for our future generations.
That's right. Thank you so much for having me here today, Chris. It's been a pleasure. If any of your viewing audience would like to learn more about my campaign, it's at votejustinolson.com. Of course, if you're not in Arizona, I can't have your, your vote, but you can help us get this message out by making a small contribution. Sure appreciate you having me on. It's been a pleasure and God bless America. Thank you so much.